Hi, everyone. So today's topic, I want to talk about emotional health. As you can, as we can feel the intensity of emotions in the world. And, you know, we're coming from a time where emotions were not discussed. We were not allowed to um, display or express our emotions. Everything was hush-hush. We kind of, you know, put, did window dressing on our emotional health. We pretended to be okay, even when we were not. We are coming from a time where we are accustomed to second-guessing uh, what we feel. So coming from a time where we don't, uh, we talk ourselves out of feeling what it is that we have been feeling. That's the time that we are coming from. Now we are entering age of awareness. We are entering a time of higher evolution. So where we feel the freedom to be able to be in touch with our emotions and to express our emotions. So, and, you know, so think of, I think of it this way, that we are still in the elementary school when it comes to navigating our emotional world. So to gain emotional maturity is a work in process. It's a different for everyone. And there are always going to be things that are going to, about ourselves, about our emotions that are going to surprise us. But when we understand the, the point of our emotions and how to, what the, this emotional um, being is trying to tell us, we are going to be able to navigate better our emotional world. So last week, our last uh, soul talk was on mental health. So I said that uh, emotions are juicier thoughts. It's much, what happens with the emotions, it's the thoughts that gain momentum. It's, you know, it's much easier to stop a negative way of thinking than it is to stop when you are in the middle of an emotional outburst because it has gained momentum. The, the energy is felt physically in our body. So expressing the emotions, it gives us a relief and we seek relief. So it's difficult to stop the momentum once we uh, get that uh, deep inside it. So thoughts are much more easier to handle than the emotions. Um, you know, the nature of the emotions is, is emotion, energy in motion. Energy seeks to express itself. Energy does not like being stuck. So when we are coming from a time where we stifled our emotions, we drowned our emotions, or we ate our emotions, um, you know, the, the physical illness resulted from all that was suppressed, and it still does. So emotions will find a way out, whether it is through our physical symptoms or whether it's an outburst or an explosion on someone else or projection on someone else, because that's the nature. 
So, and we have to understand that when we get to that place of just emotional intensity, when there is someone in front of us, when there is someone who may have catalyzed in us feeling what we are feeling, I want to pay attention to the word catalyze. Remember, the emotions are already there. They are there from the unresolved experiences in the past. They are in our subconscious, I like to call it subconscious garbage bin that we have not yet emptied. And that, that garbage bin, that emotions, they can get triggered anytime. We can get triggered by news. We can get triggered by someone say something to us. We can get triggered by watching something. We can get triggered by ourselves. So even if we are by ourselves doing something, we get triggered because we are affected by the energies around us. So because we think that that our emotional upheaval is due to what we watched, which seems really logical or due to what somebody said or how somebody's behavior is, please differentiate that that catalyzes it. They're not the causation of it. The cause happened long time, way before, when we had some experiences that we did not know what to do with. So they just naturally go into the subconscious garbage bin. And triggers are necessary. If we did not get triggered, we have no access to our subconscious garbage bin. We have no access to all that we have not metabolized. So as, as difficult as it is, it's actually a blessing in disguise that we get triggered. When we get triggered, when I get triggered, I know there's something in there for me. And I'll give you an example. I, you know, I, I was part of this Chamber of Commerce networking. And the work that I do at that time, it was difficult for me to put in words. Are you at a healing center? What is healing? Where, you know, the, the receptivity was not there. So I would go every time to the meeting feeling um, frustrated. And I had to do this one minute elevator pitch and how in the world can I explain what I do in one minute? So I walked out of the meeting just pissed off. And I knew that as long as I'm pissed off, I'm staying in that meeting because that's a learning ground for me. And I did stay. And when I walked away, I was understood. I made connections, relationships, people understood what I did and I was able to explain it to my satisfaction. So anytime when we get triggered, it's an opportunity for us to learn about us. What is it within us that's triggering us? Logically, it seems like, no, I got triggered because of what you did. I got triggered because of what you said. I got triggered because of these news. That's catalyzing. What that's doing is that's helping you mobilize something that's already there. So what happens, we mistake the catalyzing agent to be the causation and we emotionally attack, right? We throw up, we project, and before we know it, we are in this emotional battle which goes in circles 
because we don't get the relief that we seek with the relief that we may get by projecting onto others is momentary because that follows by feeling bad, guilty, maybe an apology in some situations, but it just doesn't make, it makes you feel like, oh, you shouldn't have done this. It really wasn't this person's fault. It was how I reacted. So we, you know, by reacting to our emotions, we, we set off a chain reaction that eventually is going to bring you back to yourself because you have to look within. Triggers are everywhere, okay? We can get triggered everywhere. So that's the lesson in that is it's something within me. When I'm getting triggered, it's something within me that I have to look at. Um, I mean, I, you know, I just traveled. There are a lot of triggers, but where, where, my, where is my focus? But, and when you're getting triggered, are you able to go within? And what does that look like for you? And here's why we don't want to go in. You know, when we get triggered, we just blow up and just throw up all over somebody or project onto somebody. It's a relief. It's convenient. It's easy. To go within is very difficult because it's painful. All the information that we know there is not necessarily there all the way on the surface for us to look at. We have to do some digging. We have to be willing to stay in. We have to be willing to go in and really be in a place of discomfort uh, for a while until we realize how that something that happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, has still uh, is still impacting us and how that's something that we didn't metabolize 10 years ago is affecting so many areas of our life. That takes work, that takes time. And that's, you know, it's, it's a pain in the butt. It's, you always have to do that. It's like, oh my God, here we go again. But that's the whole point. We can't escape our responsibility in what we experience. I always say it's never, never about other people. I don't, it doesn't matter how bad somebody's, even, even when people are not triggering you, even when their behavior is the worst that can be, we are in charge of how we feel. Nobody's in charge of how we feel, right? But the mind says, no, I'm feeling this way because this behavior and this news and that is just out of control. I can't handle it. I cannot do it. It's not my fault. If that's the case, then we become emotionally mature. We don't consciously or deliberately put ourselves in situations that are always going to trigger us. I mean, we don't need to go digging for trouble. We don't need to continuously be tested, right? So the point is that emotions are not meant to burn others. But that's what we do. We burn others. Look at the world. Just the gun shooting, you know, with mental health. And we burn, we kill others. I have no words. Nothing I have to say about that. That can ease the pain. But sticking on the topic that we are currently talking about. So the emotions are meant for you. They're telling you 
something is off. You didn't take care of something five years ago. Please go ahead and take care of it. Please heal that. What does it feel? What does it mean to heal your emotions? So, like I said, emotions are energy in motion. They seek to express themselves. When we are feeling, I'm not good enough. I'm feeling attacked, fear of being abandoned, anxiety. So these emotions have vibrations. They are lower vibration. Please distinguish that lower vibration, feeling these emotions of lower vibration does not mean you are a lower person. All of us feel that from time to time. Okay. Then the higher vibration is feeling good enough feeling divine worth, feeling love, feeling, trusting your intuition, connecting with your own intelligence, connecting with, connecting with the higher realms. You're stable and secure in yourself. You, you love yourself and that's the only thing that you can project out to others. You have taken the time to get to know your own making. When you get to know your own making, you will understand your own humanity. When we understand our own humanity, we become compassionate. When we become compassionate to ourselves, it's not possible to not to be compassionate with, with others. It all, brings, it all starts from us. So when we are feeling you know, the emotion or the energy of fear, that's the lower vibration. But we can transmute that into the energy of love, which is of higher vibration, right? It's the same energy. It's how we transform it. It's what we do with it. How do we transmute it? We bring that part of us that is fearful into our heart. We open our heart to that little boy or little girl that's sitting in the corner fearful, what have we done in the past? We're like, you're fearful, get out of here. We shut the door. We don't want to feel the fear. When we open our heart, what that means is we are willing to feel the fear. That feeling involves the heart energy, the higher vibration. It brings into itself all the emotions, the emotional energy that is not of higher vibration and it becomes it. So fear becomes love because you felt it. You acknowledged it, you become aware of it, you acknowledged it, you open your heart to it, you appreciated it because if it wasn't for these triggers, if it wasn't for um, you know, the, the, the fear, how would we become whole? Becoming whole is not just, oh, I'm whole, I'm all love, all the fear I don't want to deal with. You're divided. You're divided between fear and love. How do we become whole? We bring, we hold both love and fear. We bring all, the, all of that into the circle of love. Now we are whole, complete with the minus and the plus the negative and the positive, the good and the bad, the dark and the ugly, the, the dark and light and all of that. And this is what happens. We are coming from a time where we think that I don't want to deal with anything negative. We have done that. We have pushed it away. 
that's fragmenting ourselves because raise your hand if there's one person who has not felt um, less than. Raise your hand if you have never felt fear. Raise your hand if you haven't felt angry. Raise your hand if you never felt that I'm not good enough or the, for the fear of being abandoned. These are energies. No one, no human being is immune to feeling these things. But the question is, can we integrate all what we feel together, bring it into this one circle of love and transmute the energies that are of lower vibration into the higher expression of love. That's why ultimately love is that which frees us because when it's love, you're not sitting there, your mind is unoccupied by all the negative vibration, by angry, by resentment, by feeling less than, by all kinds of gyrations that we go through, by fear. You're, you're complete, you're whole, you're just happily going about your business. So the point is that when we are getting triggered emotionally and you know, like you know, the world has been giving us enough triggers for the last two years, even longer. I just think we're paying attention now more. So this is an opportunity, people. This is an opportunity. When we are getting triggered, good. It's an opportunity for us to grow into emotional maturity. This is an opportunity for us to grow into our full potential human beings. Living in this physical world, 3D world, we are never going to avoid the, the pain, the fear, the suffering, the negativity, the, the energies of, you know, feeling less than, resentment, betrayal, all that, all those energies that each one of us have experienced sometime during our human journey. Our stories are different, but it's the same experience, okay? So when we are getting triggered, when how do you know you're getting triggered? That's just, that's just another uh, question. Because what happens, by the time we realize we got triggered, we already kind of projected or exploded, okay? But the body gives us clues if we can tune in. First of all, thoughts precede the emotion right before we begin to suppose the example is you know that person said something hurtful to me it has become a it's a thought you know she said something mean to me and we buy into that thought when we buy into it you know the nature of the thoughts they circle 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 90 percent of the thoughts are repetitive same thought over and over and over again by it keeps repeating it gains momentum there comes the emotion Emotion is in the body. What are the clues? Your heart will race. You may get flushed on the cheeks. You may clench your jaw or your fist. You may shrug your shoulders. Your stomach may be in knots. So look at what the body is going through. It's no wonder that we, when we feel the emotional intensity, body cannot hold this tension for so long. So we need to release and we dump it out on somebody else. That's what happens in many times in physical violence or abuse. We just go and release the emotion 
on another person. Okay. So when we begin to tune in to the triggers, to the, um, the signs of getting triggered, more you clue into it, more and more, uh, you're going to become, we're going to become better at it. It's like I'm feeling something. That's the time to state change. What do I mean by that? Walk away. If there's a situation in front of you, you're, you're feeling like the things are coming in the body, walk away. Say, I'm going to come see you in 10 minutes. I need a moment, please. Walk away. Use your feet. Move your body. Just move your body. Get out of that place. That state change. So what that what you're doing when you're doing that, you're giving your emotional intensity in the body, you're giving it a relief. You're giving it a way out. Okay? Second thing you can do, your you know, piece of paper and pen. Your best neutral friends. They're not gonna judge you. It's between you and you. Dump it on a piece of paper. What is it that you're feeling? What, where, why? I can't tell you how many journals I have filled my entire life. I dump it, dump it, dump it. And when I look at it, you know, a little bit later, I look at it, dealt with, I rip it up, I throw it away in the garbage. So, and then when you come back, you will notice that you have become less intense. What happens with the emotional intensity when it gets into the body, we get blinded. We can't see. We're convinced that what we are feeling are the facts. No one is an exception. I am speaking to you from my own experiences. I've done this, okay? <laughs> I've done all of this. So, and we believe that what we feel because it's so intense is a fact. But when we take the time to give the emotions another outlet, we can see clearly. We can talk with sense. We can see clearly. That's how we become emotionally intelligent. That's how we become emotionally mature. Okay. Um, uh, what else? So, you know, when we look around, whether we look around in the world outside or we, whether we look in our own households, what are the biggest challenges in relationships? They're emotional challenges, right? What I, you know, what comes to mind is, so when we are in the, even when we are by ourselves, we're in the heat of the moment. Another tendency we have to, because we want relief from our emotions, we pick up the phone, we call a friend, and we just dump it all out there. So it's for you to decide whether that's a good idea or not. What happens when you do that? One of the things that to pay attention to, if you are emotionally triggered and someone else is already emotionally triggered, they're not emotionally stable, they're not emotionally mature on the other end, they're going to project their emotional issues through your emotional upheaval and distort what it is that you're truly feeling. Has that happened before? 
right? So, sure, go talk to a friend, somebody who can be neutral, somebody who can just simply listen and say, you know, help you, help you sort it out. You have a friend like that? Then by all means, talk to them. But it's never a good idea to talk to another person who's not emotionally stable. They're emotionally triggered all the time with something or the other. And your trauma, your emotional upheaval is only going to trigger them. And the next thing you know it, you, you both are crisscrossing and nobody knows what's going on. Clue is when you talk to the person, when you put the phone down, do you feel better or worse? Do you feel clear, you feel clear or do you feel confused? Do you feel calmer or still feeling that intensity, right? So the point of the call was for you to feel better so you can release the intensity and you can see clearly. If that's not the case, then do you want to think about, do you want to talk to that person again? Okay, it's never a good idea to get emotion, you know, two emotionally charged people together. The outcome is less than desirable. That's what I have noticed. So, and there's such, it's so tempting. It's so tempting to just talk to somebody, to dump on somebody, to just scream and to yell. And just because it just feels so uncomfortable in the body. It feels difficult. It feels painful. It feels like, I don't want to do this. I want to be done with it. You won't be done with it because you will trigger another whole bunch of emotions in yourself and in the other person. So this is like a downward spiral. The best avenue is to pause, stay change, write down, stay with your discomfort. It's not that bad. Nothing happens if nothing happens if we are feeling bad. You know, I attended a workshop a long time ago. I was in New York. Um, I think her name is Marie, Mariah Mountain. She's a famous author. The name doesn't come to my mind, but she was just amazing. So she said, <laughs> so there's a whole lecture going on, and she said, pain never kills anybody. You know, when you're in pain and somebody says that, you you want to do something mean to them. <laughs> it's like, what would you know? But she was correct. And, she, and another set of instruction was that we were not to go to someone else and comfort them. We're so good at that, right? We're so good at comforting others, but we can't comfort ourselves. She goes, sit in your own pain, comfort yourself. So that's what I'm in a way telling you that emotion, when their intensity is going on, it's a, it's a good idea for you to have some space, for you to be alone. So you can become a better version of yourself when you sort this out with another human being. You're capable of doing that. So it's, it's always a good idea to take time. But again, like I mentioned, by the time we are in the middle of it, the, the emotions have gained momentum and it's hard to stop. So clue into the body's signals, breathing, breathing, tightness in your jaw, shoulders, fist, stomach ache, flushing on the on your uh, cheeks or whatever. You know, you know when you begin to feel something. 
that's a clue to do something about it. Walk away, get some space so you can sort it out. And that's what the emotions trigger, emotional triggers were for you to introspect, um, get to know yourself, and they are really not meant to burn others. We see that happen in the world in the worst possible way, right? So emotional maturity is something that we are on our way to gaining. We start where we are and, you know, we are emotional beings contained in the physical body. We are energy contained in the physical body. It's really crucial for us to understand how to manage that energy, whether it's mental energy, emotional energy, spiritual energy, we have to manage our energy. So when we can manage our energy, we can navigate through any difficulties, through any upheavals in our life. Um, so thank you. I know I see some of you are uh, giving me thumbs up and watching. I appreciate it. Uh, where are you watching from? What questions you may have, may you have about, you know, emotions and how to navigate them? I can see them. I'm on StreamYard. I can see your questions. And um, so, you know, like I said, so triggers are the only way we can access our subconscious. Our subconscious is that. Our subconscious is a garbage bin, is a space, energetic space, filled with all the experiences that we haven't had time to digest or metabolize. When we don't know what to do with something, we, we don't do anything. We think we don't do anything. So that experience goes away. It gets stored in the body. That's why we get triggered. Triggering means there's something already there that's getting triggered, right? It's like a, if there's a wound on my wrist per se, if it wasn't healed completely and I go use my wrist in a way, and suppose I fall or something and that wound gets triggered. So did falling cause the wound? No, falling triggered it. Do I never, I swear that I'm never going to fall again, like I'm never going to walk again? No, I go back and say, oh my God, this isn't healed. I need to do something to heal the wound. Same thing with our emotional world, same thing with our emotional life, our emotional body. Okay, so, um, I'm always grateful for triggers. I'm always grateful when I get pissed off. I'm always get grateful when I'm like, hmm, there's something there. What is that? What is that that's bugging me? Why did I feel this way? Tiny little thing. You know, when we do more and more inner work, even the tiniest thing come to our consciousness. We want to sort it out. And I'm that kind of a person. I go in, I dig deep, and that's the work I do. Because there's information there, there's transformation there, there's, there's my self waiting to be found out. That's where my health, that's where my health and healing lies when I go deep within. So triggers are the only way that our subconscious garbage bin can be emptied out. So that's why I'm grateful for the triggers. They are far and few, but that wasn't the case. Um, so, you know, it's uncomfortable. 
it's pain in the butt is we have to sort this shit out. We have to sort it out. We have to sort ourselves out. Um, if we don't, it's going to keep on chasing us. You know, we can't, this is what it means to, you know, have a human life and to be life, be alive and be living. It's a continuous work. You know, life take, life requires that we are awake. Conscious life requires that we are awake from moment to moment, you know, and it's, there's a lot of fun there. There's a lot of work there. But the other choices that we walk asleep. We've seen the results of that in our world. We have seen the results of that in our inner life. So what's a better choice? What are we here to do? We're here to wake up. We're here to become the best version, conscious beings that we are designed to be. So the experience are rich. Our presence our consciousness changes the world. How powerful is that? That's how powerful we are equipped to be. Why not? We're here. There's no running away. Might as well go all the way in and do all that we need to do to become who we are supposed to be. So being human is messy. Healing is a messy process. It's organic. It's not something we um, schedule. It'll find us. When we are ready, whatever needs to heal, it will show up. Those are the triggers. Okay? So with that, I hope that this talk was useful for you. I really highly recommend that you get my book, Wake Up and Heal. Uh, Six Steps to Emotional Freedom is available on Amazon. Amazon. The digital copy is also available on my website, ayurvedichealingcenter.com. Go under the shop button and you'll see it. It's a 200-page book with large font. Uh, many, many difficult concepts. Are I've tried to explain it in layman's terms just so they are more accessible. We can use it. I'm about being practical. You know, wisdom to me is only good if I can put it into practice. Otherwise, what's the point of philosophizing it, right? So I encourage that you get that book. And also stay tuned to, um, I'm going to be um, sharing some free masterclass series on what else? Heal your emotions. So there are three uh, masterclass webinars coming up in the month of June. I think I should have the link, so I will be sure to put the link under the video. Sign up. It's free for you. Share it with others. So there are resources available. There's a lot of help available. Um, you know, this is the time. This is the time to stop the suffering. This is the time to heal. One person that heals, it affects the next person, the next person, the next person. In a family dynamic, one person begins to heal. It changes all of the relationships. I witness that day in, day out with all of my clients. Many times we think, no, that person needs to change. This person needs to change. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if everybody just changed to my liking, to our liking? Not going to happen. <laughs>
<laughs> so who needs to change? Who has the power to change? We need to change. When we change, the world around us changes. That's the power we have. Isn't that a powerful thing? I change something in me, and all of a sudden what I perceive changes. All of a sudden what I view, this person, that person, this relationship, my health, my life, my work, it all changes. So it's a worthwhile activity to take upon. Okay, you're also welcome to schedule a complimentary consultation with me if you're ready to do this type of work. Um, so with that, I'm going to sign off. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I wish you all a peaceful, wonderful weekend. Don't take this, any information in there to feel bad. Take this information, listen to it again. Think of it as that is something new that you're adding on to your life, a new level of awareness. So bring something new, bring something changed, a better way of being into your life. And that's, that's a cause enough for celebration. Tiny little successes is a cause for celebration. So I will um, hang out with you again. I look forward to it next week. In the meantime, have yourself a beautiful weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you.